Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Tracy Hazard is a seasoned media expert with over 3,000 interviews from articles in Authority Magazine, BuzzFeed, and her Inc. Magazine column to top-rated video and podcasts like The Binge Factor and Feed Your Brain. Tracy's unique gift to the podcasting, marketing, and branding world is being able to identify that unique bingeable factor, the thing that makes people listen actively, share as a raving fan, and keep clients coming back again and again and again. In our conversation, we covered all elements of Boost. Here's Tracy. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Hey, Kelly, thanks for having me. So excited. Me too. Me too. So much going on in the world right now. And so before we get started, before we jump into the juicy stuff, please share with the Boost listening community a little bit more about yourself. So I am Tracy Hazard. I am the host of, well, I've hosted over six podcasts. So the Binge Factor, Feed Your Brand are the most common ones that other podcasters know about because they're podcasts for podcasters. But I started out podcasting with a geeky little podcast on 3D printing called WTFFF. And we did over 650 episodes in our time doing that show. I did one, a show called Product Launch Hazards, which was all for e-commerce and product launching. And I did another show called The New Trust Economy on blockchain and cryptocurrency. So I like to stay up and I'm really curious about what's going on in the world and how things are working and what's next. Nice. And I wrote a column for Inc. Magazine on innovation because I got that from my podcast. Wow. Good stuff. And, you know, and I'd imagine I, I, your last name is really cool. I'm just going to assume I know you're in California, but I'm going to assume that that's actually your last name and not something you made up. That's not your screen. No, name, it's right? not my stage name. Hazard <laughs> is my married name, though. I did take it because my 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 very boring maiden name couldn't compete against Hazard because who doesn't want to be that? So, yeah, no, it, it was it, it's Hazard with two Z's like the Dukes of. And so I get a lot of comments on it, yes. but it, it's become my name. I mean, I've been married for 31 years, so like it's. It's my name. So. Wow. Good stuff. And congratulations on that. And so let's just dive right in. So I know that you're a big proponent of technology like AI and shall we say the other technology, the whole chat GPT. Like I am so intrigued. But what I wanted to ask you is why and how can it um, boost a brand? AI in particular. So it's not going to boost a brand. Okay. You got to keep that in mind. That's not its job. It's not going to do a great job of boosting your brand if you don't have enough out there. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to urge everyone to get more content. As I mentioned, I have all these shows. Mm -hmm. I did have done over 3000 interviews in my last decade of work. Mm -hmm. And they're all out there. They're on videos. They're on audios. They're in blogs. 
chat GPT and all of the AIs out there have a lot of my viewpoint and opinion in the world. So if I'm an authority on something, they're going to see that because I'm consistent and constant about it. I'm always out there promoting my brand, promoting my vision, promoting the view of what it is, but not in a salesy way because it will ignore sales languages. Mm. It's looking for organic content. It's looking for long tail pieces of information. Research, think of it like research. It's out there researching and feeding its way through things. And if it gets the same stuff everywhere, it's going to say, that sounds great. But if it gets the same stuff everywhere, but someone with a lot of data and a lot of authority in a particular area, like my area of 3D printing, right? Mm -hmm. 650 episodes is a lot of content. That's 650 blogs, 650 blogs that were over 6,000 characters each. Like they were long. So that's a lot of data for it to consume and say, wow, there's some weight here and they're going to take your brand in consideration. And you might even find yourself up as cited for being a worthwhile authority in that particular topic, in that particular area. That's how we get sort of our brand boosted into the system Mm -hmm. is really by using it, by making sure that we're out there. So have you seen where, because the first thing that comes to mind for me when when I think about people you know, there's always somebody who's going to try to game the system. And so, and it reminds me of a time, like there used to be a time on LinkedIn in particular where folks would just repeat words over and over and over again to try to game the system. And so what are like best practices? Like to to your point, I mean, 3000 interviews, that takes a lot of time. 650 pieces around 3D printing, that takes a lot of time. And so is it just... You know, you just got to hunker in and invest the time. So how do you really get the um, momentum, if you will, behind you in order to get that visibility? That's a really great question. And I really wish more people would look at it from that perspective. And so what I want to point out what you said there is that the idea of gaming the system is actually counter. Mm -hmm. It's not going to get you good results from it. Because it's looking for authentic results. It's looking for the right answers. It's looking for someone it can value as an authority. It's also looking for common patterns of languages. So if you're just doing that, that's counter to what it's seeing in other places from authoritative resources, which might be some newspapers or some magazines. But what it is also looking for, and almost every AI and every search engine has been rewarding over time, voice pattern recognition. We Hmm. call that verbal SEO in our industry. Like we coined that name Mm -hmm. at Podetize. We we use it all the time. Verbal search engine optimization. And what it means is, is that if you have a recognized voice pattern that's authentic, that's human, Mm -hmm. it's going to take what you say more than it is going to take the written word. Mm. And so one of the things we really do at our company is we make sure that our blogs do not remove too much of the authentic way you said something. Hmm. We take out ums and ahs and some things Mm because you don't want a transcript. You don't want it to look too transcriptish. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to overcorrect it and write it. So the last thing we would ever want is someone to put an AI against your show notes, against your transcript Mm -hmm. of what was said on your podcast, because it'll clean it up too much to the point it will look fake. Hmm. And so there are lots of people who've been citing articles all out there who write for big magazines who said that their their magazine came back to them and said, hey, we ran your article through a uh, AI detector and it came back saying it was 70 percent likely to be fake. Hmm. And they said, 
we were using Linguix or Grammarly or one of these mm. AI tools, mm-hmm. which cleans up your writing. Okay. But it was, they were letting it over clean it. They wow. were letting it over sanitize the language to becoming too formal mm-hmm. and less human-like in its process. And when we lose that, we know it's fake. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to one of those like audio things that is like a, a audio, a generated voice mm-hmm. audio? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't resonate. The reason right. why you as a podcaster have such great followers who binge on your every word, who come back and and buy everything that you have, that is the reason it's boosting your brand is because they're getting your perspective and your voice in their ear. And mm. it's resonating as authentic and original. We can lose that in this process. So the more we do of that, the better off we're going to be. So as podcasters, I think we're at the great advantage in an AI world. Wow. Thank you for that. And so as podcasters, why do you think so many of us either fail or quit their show? Because there is tremendous opportunity, but why, why is this? Why do we fail? Why do we quit? I think that most of it is a misunderstanding of the podcasting media type, Mm -hmm. number one, Mm -hmm. and number two, a poor strategy or focus at the beginning of Mm -hmm. it. When we don't have a brand focus, we don't understand who we are and who we talk to, we go wrong Mm -hmm. because we just are out there and we'll just like, oh, someone will figure it out. They'll get attracted to it. We need to kind of have an idea in our head who our listeners are, Mm -hmm. even if we're wrong about it. So when we started our 3D print podcast, I thought we were going to have a bunch of 14-year-old boys in their garage playing with 3D printers. Mm -hmm. It turns out we had retirees from the engineering industry. We had teachers in the Midwest. We had girls across America who were coding and trying out 3D printing and making jewelry and all kinds of really cool stuff. And we found that out quickly. But what we did was, is we said, it doesn't matter if they're 14 year old boys in our garage. Our job is to bring them this perspective, which is our brand. And our idea was to get them excited about 3D printing and over the learning curve of how difficult it was going to be. So we're going to provide them the resources, the fast pass, Mm -hmm. the things that would help them hack that and get to where they were creating great objects, right? Like that's what they wanted to do. And because we were that resource, people flocked to us. And we had over 100,000 listeners a month in five months of doing the show. And that came from that focus of brand and audience and having a strategy to reach them. We knew what we were going to get them. And then as they gave us feedback, we kept shifting it. Mm -hmm. We kept making it more of what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And so... You know, you touch a lot, like thousands of businesses with your technology and with your services. What problems do you see entrepreneurs struggling with? So I think it's something you said earlier is that there's this kind of scoffing idea that we have to play a game. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help us if we don't either work with someone who understands the game or know how to play it ourselves. Uh, the podcasting directory system is controlled by Google and Spotify and whoever the big directories are. Right. There's a search engine game that is going on there. If your listing isn't optimized, you're not going to get their bots to show your show, no matter how great it is. Mm-hmm. No matter how great your message is, if you do a terrible job of labeling the show, of putting a description and of playing the tagging game, of doing the things that are necessary, you're actually preventing your message from reaching the right audience. And that's not okay in this world. We do have to have this focus that it says, I understand that this is happening and I can't let those inauthentic voices game it. Yeah. So I must play this game well as 
in, in addition to providing authentic mm-hmm. content, authentic voice. I must do both. Now let's talk about this whole chat GPT. I mean, I know I said it jokingly a bit earlier, but I'm actually, I'm very perplexed. Like I don't even, I don't quite understand it. I just, and so I would love to know more from your perspective, kind of what, and I know you're probably like, Kelly, there's not enough time in this (laughs) podcast, (laughs) but explain it to me like I'm a third year old. Like what is the, what is the buzz about it? What is the stir? And I've heard some really alarming potential like implications of it. And so I would just be curious from your perspective. So what is it? And then from your perspective, what's the good? And then perhaps what's the, that part's a little. mm. Yeah. So AI is artificial intelligence, right? It's, it's machine learning. It's some, some way of something being generative. And so that's what GPT stands for. Mm -hmm. Generative, meaning it's going to rebuild and rebuild and add on to it and learn from that. Pre-trained, meaning it has a training module of data and information and other things under it. And then the T is for transformer because it can take all of those things and transform whatever it was into what you asking, what you're asking it for. Mm -hmm. They call that system prompting it. So you're not asking it a question, although that's the way chat GPT is. I posed this question to it. No, really you at, you posed a prompt of it. You prompted it to say, review this copy and provide me a headline, Mm -hmm. review this copy and give me a summary art, a summary article or a summary description Mm -hmm. of it, things like that. So that's kind of what it's ideal at. Mm -hmm. The issue is, is the pre-trained module that's underneath it is very broad because it's not specific to an industry or it's just, it's training it on everything out there. So it can be, so we can be an expert in medicine and education and like, you know, all kinds of areas that it really shouldn't be. I heard recently that it's supposed to be an expert in providing recipes. Mm. So I don't know about you, but I don't think it's going to spin out my my grandmother's meatballs. Right, right. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen. Right. Like, no matter what, they're never uh-huh. going to they're never going to figure out the secret ingredient. And uh-huh. it's going to give me something that tastes like a rock at the right. end of the day. Right. right. I'm not too keen on that. Like, I still want the story behind something. And yeah. so unless that's pre-trained into it, mm-hmm. it's missing. So we're working on some ideas here because we know that every podcaster has this whole host of data and viewpoint. And AI is fantastic at detecting patterns of things that the human doesn't even notice. Mm. Like it can tell that I tell stories all the time about specific types of things. Mm -hmm. And it knows that when, if it's going to generate something that is supposed to sound like me, it better tell a story like that. Right. right? Or it better use this kind of languaging or my sense of humor. It can detect that pattern and start to use that. So that does mean that I could maybe do less work in titling my episodes, providing a summary description that would excite someone and be interesting, but still be focused on me. Mm -hmm. What I'm not willing to put out in the world. And that's just me. I'm not willing to just be lazy and say, I'm going to let the AI generate my titles and generate this and then say, that's good. At least it's done. Mm -hmm. That's not good enough for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's good. Now, what else can I do with it? Now, can I get it to reflect my brand? Can Mm -hmm. I get it to reflect my voice better? And can I get it to maybe create conversion that I hadn't even thought of? But at the end of the day, I'm going to make the selection. Mm, I'm going to make the choice of which one of these headlines fits me the best. I'm going to make a final edit of it. And then I want it to keep 
learning. Mm -hmm. So when I edit it, I wanted to learn, wow, she didn't like that. She didn't think that was positive enough. Mm. So the next time it generates me a headline, it gets smarter because it starts to learn me and not just what the mediocre middle wants. So at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for thought leadership, not thought followership. Mm. And that's not going to come from an AI Mm -hmm. unless we really train it and prompt it to do it. So that's kind of, I would always be looking for not someone who's utilizing chat GPT or providing us just a technology service, Mm -hmm. but somebody who has deep core expertise in that already that predates the technology that predates the use of it. Mm -hmm. These companies that come up with it, they've had to get their data from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where suspect comes in, like the ones that are creating art, mm-hmm. right? I'd be afraid to use them because what did they train on? They might have trained on something that they didn't have a right to use, copyrighted art or right. artists that didn't give their permission. Mm-hmm. And in that particular case, your results are going to be, if you're using it from a business standpoint, you used it as like an image on your website, you could get your website shut down. Right. You could get, you know, copyright infringement happening on you when somebody figures out how to follow that mm-hmm. and trace it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be in that world where I don't know how it's pre-trained too. So like, that's important. Thinking about that is going to make a better use of it for your company and your business. Are there things you don't want to do anymore? I guarantee it, right? Mm -hmm. There's some things that you're just not brilliant at and you're a busy entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Go and use the tool, right? but use a tool that's built by somebody who has deep knowledge in that, whether it's building keyword funnels, doing SEO, Mm -hmm. doing great titles, like get it with someone who knows that area because they're pre-training it and they're generatively training it in a better way than anyone else. So, but as a consumer, how would one know if someone's using like a, a chat GPT type of technology? So I don't think you're going to on the, on the whole. Okay. If you don't listen to your own gut, okay. if you, you know, so I did this exercise, I put up an image mm-hmm. of a piece of my mom's artwork. My mm-hmm. mother is a beautiful abstract artist out of Laguna Beach, California. She has a fabulous style that's based on collage and painting and layers and layers of work. And she puts a lot of work into painting. And I said, and I took the name description and color profile of one of her paintings mm-hmm. and I put it into Dolly which is, which is the chat GPT version of image creation. Okay. And I said, and I put all that information there and had it generate and it generated me like 20, 30 images. And I looked at them all and I said, this one looks the most similar to it. Mm -hmm. And then I gave a presentation on stage and I put the two pieces up side by side. And I say, okay, none of you are artists out there. Right. And no one was an artist in the audience. Mm -hmm. I said, but you know, you've all seen art. Which one of these two do you like better? Mm-hmm. And 99% of them picked my mom's painting. Oh, wow. Because, and there were, and they really, honestly, my mom was like, I've seen other artists like that other painting. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know, it, it could have been a real painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there really wasn't any indicator that it was computer generated in any way. Like there was, you couldn't tell because hers was a photograph of her painting. So mm-hmm. it's not like the real thing. And so they, but they looked at it and there was just something that didn't feel artistic. It didn't wow. feel human enough. Mm-hmm. We are going to know, just like we know when we hear a computer-generated voice. Yeah. But we have to listen to that when it doesn't feel authentic, when it doesn't feel real to us, we need to take the signal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for so much of what you just shared, it makes me, it's 
my concern is that we are such a, we move at the speed of light. Like we're on from this to this, to this, to this, that we as a human race won't slow down long enough to even understand, to get that gut, that feeling in our gut to know what is machine man versus machine. So, um, wow. And I, I'm going to say not all machine is going to be bad. Right. Right. right like, this right. is like, it's, it's inconsequential yeah. to some things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's when we're making important decisions yes. that we need to pay attention to yes. it. Right. And at the end of the day, if a machine generated uh, description of a podcast show had me click it to subscribe to it or just to check it out. Mm -hmm. And then I heard your voice and I heard your viewpoint on the world. And I decided I'm going to listen to the Booth's podcast. Mm -hmm. You're the one that won me over. Right. The description just facilitated that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a big deal. Yeah. That's good. Tracy, thank you for this. If anyone is tuning in and they just want to build relationship and community with you, what's the best way for someone to check you out or listen to your podcast, all the great stuff that you're you're building? Well, of course, you can find me on any podcast app. You can type in Tracy Hazard with two Zs and you can also uh, feed your brand. The Binge Factor are the two podcasts if you're interested in podcasting. But follow me on LinkedIn. I live stream every week and we're always posting out things and I'm always making a comment. In fact, I think I'm doing a, as we're recording this, I'm doing some commentary on AI and cybersecurity and, uh, and intellectual property. Like I'm a bunch of lawyers and tech experts and I'm going to be like the sole voice of media on the panel. So, you know, there's always something fun like that coming out that might interest you. So follow me on LinkedIn and it's the one place that I communicate back with people. I'm on all the social chat platforms, but I just don't spend as much time as I do in LinkedIn. So you can get me personally there. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and just for the work that you continue to do. Oh, thank you. And thank you for putting out a podcast. Congratulations. (laughs) Like you should be, I mean, I feel like there needs to be more awards for podcasters who keep going. I know, right? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Boost.